0: It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. My name is Dr. Justin Coulson, parenting author and expert, I'll say it, Uh, plus the dad to six kids, six daughters, in fact. And I'm joined by Luke and Susie, a husband and wife radio team with three young boys. And today, well, it's life in the transitions. Around the country, many people, many children at least, are back at school or they're heading back uh, sometime soon. And It's causing some anxiety and concern for some people. Justin, we get the hint that maybe some things are going to
1: return to the way they were and some restrictions will be gradually lifted. And you would think we would be excited, but I've read articles and I've had conversations where people are starting to feel nervous and uneasy about going back because it's more change.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing parents that are really worried about how their children are going to readjust to moving back into life as normal. And and I'm also hearing parents who are saying, I know that we're unusual, but we're kind of liking this. We wouldn't mind if this just kept going for a while. And I think that's great if that's you. But I think that the, the more common response is, yeah, we've got children who for one reason or another, may really struggle to go back to school. Maybe they've got anxiety. Uh, perhaps they've got some sort of an underlying health issue. Uh, or perhaps they've only just gotten into the routine of school and then it stopped and now we've got to try and get them going again. And they're those kids that are a little bit slow to warm up. They they struggle to get into this. Yeah, some grown-ups are a little bit slow to warm up as well, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right, Luke. Yeah, there there are. So
1: as we anticipate this, it doesn't seem to be massively logical for me that we have high levels of uncertainty and concern over going back to what we actually have always stated we wanted to go back to why is change so scary in that regard that even if it's changed to what is good we can sometimes struggle
0: with it the circumstances just won't be the same and everybody seems to be uh, on board with that and i think that's part of it there's that little bit of fear what if there's another outbreak what if uh, this gets passed along. What if we haven't really crushed it? What if the curve is only flat right now, but it's going? You know, there's going to be this second wave. There's all of this uh, uncertainty, uh, and and let's let's be real clear about what anxiety is. Anxiety is our brain doing what it's supposed to do and saying there is something for me to be concerned about in the future because I need to protect myself. I need to protect the body that I'm being carried around in. So it's a normal and healthy response to anything uncertain to be a little bit anxious about it. The problem that we have is anxiety sometimes becomes dysfunctional and it interferes with our capacity to do normal things uh, like going to school or going to the shops or going back to work. And obviously there are pretty good reasons for it. The big challenge that we've got is working out how to really manage that anxiety for our children and for ourselves.
2: And that's the thing, isn't it? Because it is both of us. I know we're still staring down uh, getting our children back to school and there is that little bit of nerves because the twins have really enjoyed doing their education at home. Our eldest hasn't, so he'll be running to the school gate. Um, But for me, I am nervous about how the twins will go transitioning back, but then also me as well, because it's going to be another significant change of routine. So it is, I guess, are there preemptive things we can do to help us when those changes are coming?
0: There's a handful of things that are worth talking about here. The first is that for the majority of people, majority of children, I don't think there's going to be anything major to be concerned about. Most of them will transition back fairly comfortably. There will be some though that have some really big concerns. Uh, Most of those I would imagine will be children who already have some kind of a a, a predisposition to be anxious or have some sort of an underlying medical concern which makes them really nervous about being outside. There's another group as well that I'm a little bit concerned about and that's the group who have had parents who have really transmitted to them the contagion of concern. That is, Parents who are saying, "Now make sure you wash your hands. Make sure that you cough into your elbow. Make sure that you don't touch anything. Make sure you stay away from surfaces. Make sure you stay away from people by at least two meters." All of those things are important. We're supposed to teach our children to do that, Uh, but if we are too over the top about it, our children will start to really feel anxious unnecessarily uh, because you know they've got to get on with their lives. I had a conversation with a mum just recently. We were doing some—I was doing some one-on-one counselling with some people, and her three-year-old was exhibiting really significant signs of anxiety around hand washing, around being near people, around trying to, you know, just didn't want to interact with anyone because she was scared that she was going to get or give coronavirus. Now that's not normal or functional behaviour and unfortunately it can only come from one person and that's a a well-intentioned parent whose anxiety has been caught by yeah. her mm-hmm. little one so as parents we've got to kind of normalise things again uh, the best way we do that Susie to move to the heart of your question is we let our kids know um, school's going back next week or you know wh- whatever it is depending on the state that you're in and the grade and all that kind of thing there's, there's so many other factors here but essentially once we've got some level of predictability and we have some sense of what's going to be happening for each child in each grade and each state and so on we let them know in a really simple matter of fact way it's time to head back to school next week or whenever it is, when you go to school, these are going to be the rules. You know, parents aren't going to be allowed to bring you into the classroom anymore because parents have to stay outside because of coronavirus, but we're told that you'll be just fine and all you need to do is listen to the teachers. We want to downplay the risks. We want to make sure that they're taking basic precautions and not let them catch our concern. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's a, it's that balance that we constantly have to, to roll as a parent between... Yeah, wanting to educate, inform, and equip our children to respond to circumstances well, mm. um, without overplaying the drama yeah. <laughs> so as to create the concern that we're worried they might have. And so it's it's a balance that we go through whenever there's a, a big disaster, whenever there's a, a major news breakout, you know, how much do we tell them, how much do we not? But at the same point, I, I thank God literally for children entertainers and people <laughs> that actually can pass on and educate our children with messages on stuff like this. It diffuses it so well.
0: You know, yes, short answer, yes, they do. I want to highlight that it's, it's not just big news items and global pandemics that cause this, though. It's being at the park with your toddler, and watching them try to climb to the top of the slippery dip for the first time. Our anxiety can be overpowering then as well and if we're not careful we'll run over and we'll offer them all sorts of support and help and assistance to get them to the top or we'll take them down because no 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 you're not quite big enough for that yet or whatever it might be. It's the same typical reaction whether you're in the park or you're dealing with a pandemic, parents diving in and trying to protect their children with the very best of intentions sometimes actually creates a level of anxiety in the children that leads to longer term dysfunctions. So if 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 my child senses that I'm anxious about something, they learn to be anxious about it themselves. When we see them being anxious about it, we become anxious about their anxiety and we see this upward spiral of anxiety that we actually cause by being anxious in the first place. Our kids, if they're feeling secure, they're going to naturally be comfortable with stepping uh, stepping outside our reach and into the unknown, knowing that they can always step back to us. Our job, therefore, is to be that confident place for them And I know that some people are listening to me say this and screaming at the speakers saying, But we can't be confident. We don't know. And what if it's contagious? Or what if the kids are Mm -hmm. contagious and they are carriers? There's so much we don't know. I I acknowledge that. But the advice from the best epidemiologists and the best health experts around the world is that our children should be okay. And if you're not okay with it, then don't send them, I guess. That's the that's really the message that I would say. But if you are sending your kids back to school and, and taking those steps, don't fill them with anxiety send them with confidence, send them with assurance and let them know that when they're there, there's just a couple of basic things that they need to do just so that everybody's safe and downplay it in the same way that I'm even downplaying it as I'm saying it. Why? Because if there's concern, then there's going to be chaos and there's going to be crying and there's going to be all sorts of things that make us question everything that's going on and lead to problematic responses in our children that that, that lead to them being unable to function effectively.
2: Mm. So learning to control... (laughs) Our own anxio- anxious responses is going to help everybody else in our family. Mm-hmm.
0: He, that, that's a really short version of it. I don't know why it took me so yeah. long, but yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I'm going to be the next Dr. Yeah. Justin Coulson. Just you, you watch. Just, Just you watch. You're going to be
0: amazing.
2: <laughs> Justin, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
0: Hope it helps. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please, if you wouldn't mind, go to Apple Podcasts. This is where we kind of get to reach more people. If you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating... And a review. Well, it's those reviews that help people to get access to the podcast. They find it and therefore they get to have happier families like hopefully you're getting because you've been listening to the podcast and feeling like your family's getting happier. I really appreciated Melly Fluidy who said, it's a wonderful parenting resource. Dr. Justin Coulson's podcast, books, or videos, online articles, etc. The list goes on. Are such wonderful resources for parents who want to encourage positivity and happiness. Using the latest evidence, he communicates ideas in a way that is easy to understand and with a respect for how hard parenting can be. Definitely a great place to start if you're feeling a need to make some changes. Thank you so much, Melly Fluidy. I appreciate you diving in there and leaving that review. If you'd like more information on how I can help, visit happyfamilies.com.au or go to my Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families.